Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sports of Legend. Along with my co-host, Macaulay Matthew, I am, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. Doing good. How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Glad baseball's finally back um, after, you know, both sides, you know, just agreed on a, on a new deal a few days ago. We're going to talk about that. Um, we're also going to talk about... Um, the the latest stuff that's going on in the world of sports, whether it's um you know AEW with Jeff Hardy um, debuting, the unfortunate um, injury that um, Big E suffered, and we're we're also even going to talk about um you know the Book of Boba you know the 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 series you know what we think about it. And uh, but most importantly, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Number is five six three nine 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 three five two nine. That's five six three nine 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 three five two nine. So feel free to call in. You know, sh- feel free to share your thoughts on anything that's on your mind, sports, entertainment. You know, this is the right place. You know, where you where you can speak your mind. Judgment free zone here. So um, feel free to call in. And um, with that said, yeah, the lockout is over. And the big news right now um, is the Mets pulling off a blockbuster deal earlier today. And, um, you know, the Mets have acquired Chris Bassett from the Oakland A's. Uh, the Mets traded away their their, their top pitching prospect in JT Jin. Um, I think he was their fifth prospect overall. And then they also traded away Adam Aller, who, um, you know, he I, – I forgot what number he is, um, the other guy. I don't know who these guys are. You're talking about. <laughs> but they, I guess they are prospects, what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, JT Jen, he, he's, um, he's like their, their second top prospect because they do have Matt Allen also in their system. But now – yeah, Matt Allen still remains their top pitching prospect. So they, JT Jin is um, JT Jin is was their their second top prospect, uh, but now he's going to Oakland, and then uh, Aller, you know they they um they got him in the the Rule Five draft. He was the he was um named the 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 minor league pitcher of the year this past season, it, uh, you know pitching double and triple A. But the Mets, man, they get they get a you know a, a very good starter. You know the Oakland A's they have they had three great pitchers. They had Manaya, they had him, and um, the other one escapes me at the moment as I'm speaking to you. But I'll, I'll, I'll jump back in my head. Um, so but, this is a, this will be a good replacement for Syndergaard. Not because you lost him to the A's to the Angels, I should say. Mm-hmm. So this should be a, like a fill-in move, pretty much, right? Well, um, well, yeah. This is well, hopefully not. But this is his. This is his walk year. I mean, the Mets, 
they've proven to, you know, spend the money. So hopefully he'll have a, another uh, back-to-back all-star year and uh, the Mets can lock him up, you know, um, along with the Grom and um, have one of the best, well, arguably the best pitching rotation in, in the league. You know, um, obviously they have the Grom was trying to bounce back from uh, the injury he had um, at the All-Star break that um, shut him down for the whole year. Then, of course, you know, the big acquisition, um, signing Serger, three-year deal, $130 million. And then now they did this trade. And, yeah, the, the, the Mets, man, this guy, you know, this guy has been dominant for the past couple of years. And, um, you know, the Mets didn't uh, give up anybody from their major league roster, you know. I think it's a it's a good move for both teams, you know. Um, Bassett, like I said, he's he's in his walk here, and then of course, um, you know, they got back a a pitcher with upside in Ginn. So, and then of course, Aller, he's you know he's a sleeper in this in this um, this trade as well because he was the the Mets minor league pitcher of the year last year. So it could this move could prove uh, you know to be a big move for both sides, and you know. Um, you gotta you you know if you're a win now team you gotta make a move like this you know you gotta give up one of your top prospects in order to get you know a quality player back major league uh, ready slash you know all star in the league right now so yeah there's a there's a great move uh, for the Mets hopefully they 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 don't uh, stop here you know you know the, the Chris Bryant rumors have uh, died down uh there's rumors he might go to phillies uh because he's he's apparently close friends with bryce harper and but another guy who who the mets are very familiar with um is jerry's familiar he he goes to the uh to the phillies now um la, la familia yep now he's part now he's part of bryce harper bryce harper's you know familiar right now <laughs> and then there's rumors hey maybe conforto might go over there you know, so who knows what's gonna, who knows what's gonna happen? You know, um, yeah, Freddie Freeman. You know, there's rumors he might um, go to you guys. He might go to Braves. Uh, he might resign with Atlanta. You know, so you know we're gonna we'll see what happens with with that. You know, um, definitely would love him to be uh, to come, Freddie Freeman to come to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. You know, last year Yankees had some uh, some issues uh, hitting in the clutch, hitting with men in the scoring position. So hopefully we can get him, or maybe even Carlos Correa, maybe both. Mm-hmm. It's definitely been a problem that's been plaguing the Yankees probably since 2002, with the exception of 09, of course, when they, you know, A Rod had that big series against the. The Twins and, you know, the rest of history, the Yankees, you know, got so far their last title, you know, in in 09, which for the Yankees, you know, 10 plus years is like a thousand years or a hundred years in in regular, you know, teams time. Well, the Yankees, the the issue has been since uh, the the problem with the Yankees has not been clutch hitting as last year was. Yankees can score runs. I mean, they they scored the ones. Season. They, they they scored ones forever. It, the, the thing is, season. when it comes to postseason, 
it's been like uh, they haven't hit in in, in important spots. Mm-hmm. And at times when uh, Pitchin also hasn't been clutch at times in the postseason either. So that's where you come postseason, you know, some of these guys get tense, I think, mm-hmm, um, when it matters the most. But, you know, not like the Yankees can't score runs here. I mean, they have plenty of guys that in can the postseason. Like, score, score runs. They just get tense. And mm-hmm. they've made it to – they have made it – yes, they've made it to the ALCS, what, like, what, um, three times or something like that and in the past – in the past seven years or something like that, and to World Series once, mm-hmm. but they haven't. No, have they gone to World Series in the past seven years? No, no, they haven't. They haven't. They're going to ALCS. Mm-hmm. They're going to ALCS like three times, whatever. I can't even count. And, and then they fired Girardi. Right. <laughs> like I mean, come on, like, like what what was he supposed to do? Just go go to the World Series, and then then he would have got his job. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, there was rumors that you know that him and Cashman, the, the you know ownership, you know with the Steinbrenners, you know he he wore out his welcome, you know, um, but yeah, man, you don't get rid of that guy. I mean, to me, you know, I, I think they took a hit with, with you know getting rid of um, Girardi and getting Boone, you know, but Girardi hasn't done anything since you know leaving the Yankees. Obviously, he was a manager of the year when he when he, when he started his career with the Marlins as a you know as a manager. But um, yeah. yeah. I mean, Boone, Boone. I mean, he's not a great manager, but mm-hmm. the thing is, you can't blame him for a lot of these players' performance Oy. on the field. I mean, I he's not, he's not the one hitting. You know, a lot of these guys. This ain't 2003. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely not the one hitting. I mean, look at this guy like Labor <laughs> Torres. Mm-hmm. He's completely lost his power over the last couple of years. This guy, it's like what 62 home runs in his first two seasons. The last couple seasons he has a total of what 12 home runs or something like that so and you got a guy LeMayu you know we we signed to big contract and last year kind of uh he still had an okay year for 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 himself but still it was not the kind of year that we were expecting after giving him that big contract you know so there are a lot of guys on this team right now that need to step it up when it matters the most and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully this year will be a much better year for the 2022 New York Yankees. And it looks like it's going to be. You know, Yankees are always in the, you know, in the hunt for the postseason, you know. And um, with the new rules, you know, this increases the, the Yankees' chance of uh, going to the playoffs and, you know, possibly going deep. I mean, this, this offseason is over yet, so who knows? The Yankees might sign the Correa. They might... They could possibly get Freeman. I don't think I don't think I don't think Freeman's gonna come here. But um, you know who knows? You know, Yankees show them the money. You know, like like they do like they do uh, in the old days, uh, with the exception of um, with with Cole, and he'll he'll come. You know, well, you know, he, he doesn't like the big light, the big city lights, like the NBA players do. Well, you know, the good thing about the Yankees is that they're the Yankees, right? They're mm-hmm. they're like the hot girl in the club. You know, you want to bang, <laughs> you want to you want to get her that night, you know, or you want to you want to get her, you want to view her. So you know, but they're the Yankees. Of course, they're they're gonna attract a lot of free agents. But you know, these days, 
you know, you got a lot of other teams right now that are that can offer just as much money as the Yankees can. I mean, Mets are not in that position. Uh, you got the Dodgers. You got uh, teams like the Cardinals, the Red Sox. So, I mean, Yankees are not the only big dog in town anymore. There's some other teams that can afford to pay these guys. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Freeman even ends up with a team like the Dodgers mm-hmm. or the Cubs. So, yeah, we shall see. Yeah, I mean, the, right now, Correa looks like he's, he's he, you know, he's favored to go to Cubs. You know, even uh, um, Marcus Stroman was um, lobbying him to um, to come to the to the um, to Chicago. You know, before the lockout, and now yeah. with the lockout, you know, things are starting to move now. Uh, Kershaw resigns with the with the Dodgers. Um, Kikuchi, I think, signed with with uh, the Blue Jays. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, someone else. Um, Who's that guy the Mets was after? Um, I'm trying to think of the other pitcher. He signed with the Giants. His name escapes me right now. Oh, um, Rodon, uh, Carlos Rodon, Rondon. You know he he um he left the White Sox and signed with uh you know with with the Giants. So um yeah that the when Thursday when the the deal went down there wasn't much movement. Uh, but yeah, now now things are starting to pick up, and especially this Mets move, man. This is yeah, man. The Mets gotta gotta keep this momentum going. You know, sign Chafin. You know, as a reliever, um, they got they they also gotta improve this this offense as well, man. You just can't. I hope they they go after Brian, but it doesn't look like right now that the rumor is is that they kind of cooled off on him. And now with the with this rumor that um, him and um, Bryce Harper are cool, you know now 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 it looks like you know he might he might take that leap to to Philly. Yeah. You know. But we'll, we'll definitely see what what happens in the future. For sure. Is there any specific moves that you hope the Yankees uh, make? Freddie Freeman calls Korea. Those are the two moves right now that the Yankees need to make for either either one of those free agents or both. What about if um, if you had to choose one, who would it be? Korea. I think Korea would be a great fit. You know, he has that um, old school. I don't know, he just reminds me of, like, you know, those Yankees players from those 90s dynasty teams. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd fit right into this lineup, I think. I think Freeman would, too. Situational hitter. Yeah, Freeman would. But I think I like Correa better. And Correa, mm-hmm. I think his defense would help, too. Freeman got defense, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a pick your poison. I mean, both guys are great. I mean, they're great defensively. Both won titles. Um... Yeah, I mean, you you literally can't go wrong with with either with either player. So I think Career is a better fit for what we need right now. You know. Mhm. Yeah, I, mean, hey, he is, I wouldn't mind Freeman. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I don't blame you. Both guys are are, are clutch. So, any of those guys will come to the to the Yankees. I mean, you know, the Yankees are gonna you know. Turn it around. 
and get um you know get get deeper into the um the postseason with these guys. But um yeah, shifting gears um to um to the Knicks. You know, the the Knicks right now they they did lose their their, their most recent game. Um, did they play today too? I know they lost. Uh, I think was it? Lost I think last it was night. I know they lost last night, and that's not their three game losing streak. Right. I don't think they play today. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're gonna play the. Yeah, you're right. They're gonna play the, tomorrow the, against the Nets. The, the Nets. Yep. In Brooklyn. In our hometown right now, as we speak. So. Um, that should yeah, be they, a good game. Yeah, should definitely should be. Um, if they if they want to get into the play in, this is this is the this is the key game that they need to to get. You know, I think it's well, I think I mean, it's pretty much every game from now here until the, until oh, yeah. the end of the season yeah. is the key game. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the Knicks. You know, they've uh, you know they beat the Clippers in L.A. They beat the um, the Kings. You know, in Sacramento. And then they beat the the um the Mavericks in Dallas, and then um and then um they lost uh, yesterday to the Grizzlies. Final score one eighteen to one fourteen. Uh, Randall kept up his his um his um his performance. Uh, you know, scored thirty six points, had twelve um, rebounds, six assists. R.J. Barrett, you know, another you know. A guy who's who's had some huge games lately. Uh twenty three points, seven rebounds, uh just only two assists. Uh Burks had um eighteen points and uh six six rebounds, five assists. Um but you know the the you know the the Grizzlies was uh too much too much for them. Yeah. You know, Jaro ja, I mean, Ja Morant. I mean, you know, that guy is a beast, man. This guy, he, you know, he had 37 points, went with the eight assists, and um, yeah, the, the the Knicks. You know, they they fell, they fell to that tough Grizzly team. Yeah, the typical Knicks. They, mm-hmm. they they put in the effort in the first half, and the second half, they just collapse, and then they lose the game. But at least they've been playing well these last several games on the West Mm -hmm. Coast. Yeah. They've been having a a successful um, West Coast trip. You know, with with what they've been. Yeah, they could even won that game in um, uh, Memphis. Memphis, In Memphis, right. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I'm not, not Memphis. Memphis was last night. No, there was yeah. another game before this three-game winning streak that they could have won. I mean, they had several games like that. Uh, let me let me try to go back and see um, which one. Because they've had a bunch of games lately that they've had like 20-something point leads and then they just blow it. Uh, yeah, let's this, see. Oh, the uh, Suns against game. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah the, the Suns game, right. 115-114. Oh, yeah, right. When the guy hit the... um The game winner. Gave the, the game winning three. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. Uh, I'm trying to know who who hit that three. Uh, I think it was Cam Johnson, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, it was him. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had 38 points that night. That's when Randall got ejected. Yes. I mean, yeah. stop me if you ever heard that one, him arguing with the refs. You know. It is what... Just to sit his black ass down. <laughs> well, to his credit, you know, I feel like we're having a role reversal today. You know, he has been playing better, you know, but, I mean, the season the season's dead, but, I mean, to me, in my opinion, I mean, it's not mathematically over, but, you know, to his credit, he is playing better. The team is playing better as a whole, especially uh, – Barrett, in my opinion, he's he's definitely took took that leap in being the number one guy. But obviously, then you know he's gonna defer to um to R.J. Barrett, you know. So yeah, I mean, no, not R.J. Barrett to to Randall, I should say. You know, because Randall is the veteran. They've all been playing good. I mean, I wish this uh, they could have put this kind of effort um, mm-hmm. earlier in the season during the bring me in this position. During the brief Bing Bong era, you know, yeah. that lasted like a month or so at the Garden or so, a month or, or I, I don't think it lasted two months, but however long that, that era was, you know, this year, yep. the team was going to build upon what they did last year, but it just, I mean, it just shows that last year was, was fool's goal, man. And we all bought into it. We all thought... This is going to be the beginning of the Knicks, you know, trying to get back to their, you know, to their to their textbook ways of playing defense and, um, you know, just, you know, represent the city the right way and, and hopefully attracting star players to come here. But now it's just the same old, same old, you know, the Knicks, you know, again, like I said, you know, they're they're playing a lot better. But at the end of the day, um, you are what your records say you are, and you're 25 and 38. So, you know, ain't nobody coming here. You know, everybody's going to be like, okay, it's Carl Anthony Towns coming here. Is Donovan Mitchell going to come here? Is Mo Vaughn going to come out of retirement and, and play bas- basketball instead, you know, to help the Knicks? I mean, every every star player is coming to the Knicks, you know, past and present. Yeah, stop hoop dreaming. Yeah, yo. Man, we couldn't even get Ray Allen to come sign with us. And this dude this dude wasn't um you know, in, in um in that movie, um why the movie came with the Denzel, um um he got game, you know. Oh yeah. But, you know, that's what I'm saying, like he wouldn't even come right now. To help us. Yeah, no. Just play with what you got right now. Don't worry about superstars, other superstars coming here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And fans, fans still want LeBron James to come here. I mean, come on, give it yep. up already. That's what they're hoping could, they could draft Bronny, you know, to come. Because remember, LeBron said well, whoever drafts his team, his son is going to he's gonna sign with them for his last season so he could play with his son, but. Yeah, if we could, if 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 we, if we would have got Bron, Bronny, and he comes to the to the Knicks, you better believe LeBron James is get is gonna get old mad fast. For real, he'll be playing like a fifty year old, you know, on the court, the basketball court. Shoot, so 
You know, it is what it is, man. And he ain't go. He he still. I bet he still wouldn't even come here. Because he would have just. He would have just went on a team where you know he could have won a title. Oh yeah. You know because basically wherever he goes, he could get anybody to come. He got people to play in Cleveland. You know, my took his talents to Miami. No matter where he goes, he you know he attracts people. And I've been saying that since day one. Since his first, what his first year with the with the um with the Lakers when they were saying like, oh you know that's the end of him he's not gonna he's never gonna win a title down there you know he only cares about you know trying to be a, a movie star down there and like I said I even did a a YouTube video Sports Urban Legend TV I I predicted that this guy he has the star power you know he's won the titles he can lure he can lure anybody to come to that to that city and of course that following year he did it you know, and they won the title. And, you know, obviously, you know, it was a bittersweet year for the, the Laker fans that year because, of course, unfortunately, uh, the late, great Kobe Bryant passed away uh, in in uh, January of that year. And, uh, you know, they basically, that whole season was like a, a a tribute to him. So, you know, LeBron was able to, to bring the title, to, the title back, you know, you know, and uh, the city – you know, honored Kobe the way Kobe was known for winning, winning in that purple in uh, uh, what was it? Yellow, yellow jersey. So purple and gold, purple and gold to be exact. So, so yeah, that's that's basically it. You know, um, yeah. Uh, going back to the Mets, uh, did you hear what Sergio said? Uh, you know about, you know, they were asking him, you know. Who 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 he thinks should start opening day? Well, I just uh, I was just watching a clip of him on uh, right now on TV. Mm-hmm. They, they showed him uh, him uh, warming up, practicing. Um, he had an eye injury, right? If I remember, something. Yeah, he just sets of colored eyes. I remember he had something with his eye, right? Oh yeah, but his eyes was his eyes was always two different colors. Oh, I but, I never even noticed that. Yeah, I found out I found that out like uh, a few years ago. But yeah, what what happened with him is uh basically there was one this was a few years ago when he was with the Nationals. He was he was doing batting practice which uh he won't have to do that now since the DH rule um you know the, is now in uh is in uh, you know all leagues in the National League now. So no more pitching hitting, which is something you've been preaching about for for many years. Finally. So basically, like one one day during batting practice, he fouled the ball off right right like in his eye. Like I think it was like right underneath his like you know the where your bags or your eyes are. So it was like right underneath his eye. Yeah. It hit him like right in the face, and then guess what he did? What? He pitched the same day. That's guts. <laughs> you know. He still he still pitched that day. That's I think he even he, he even had a great performance that game, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to research it. You know. You know so now he I, wants to start opening day. Nope. On the contrary, he was like, you know, um, Degrom is the reason why he signed here. He's going to defer to Degrom. So he he said, you know, he basically said that you know he's going to do everything in his power to you know, you know. Help help the Grom. So he's you know, it's been his ego to the side. You know, being a former a you know ace of a team. 
you know, the star the star guy, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna do whatever he can to to be the the psychic of um the Grom. And that's nice of him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of like what what A Rod should have done when he came to the to the Yankees back in those days. You know, he, you know, he 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 was huge friends with, with Jeter. Then he then he did that infamous Sports Illustrated article where he was saying like, you know, if he was on those dynasty Yankee teams, you know, he would have had a title. And ever since then, his relationship with Jeter, you know, soured. And then when they when he finally got traded to the um the Yankees uh in 04 that that off season where you know um you know when uh you know obviously they lost that series uh you know um but what was I going to say so yeah A-Rod and Jeter was clashing but again like we said um you know uh, A-Rod had that big postseason and then ended the the Yankees drought well, Arod always, when he was here, he always said this was Jeter's team. He always made that clear, you know. But uh, it was always Jeter that held that grudge. Oh yeah, of course. Before, it sounds down. like, yeah, you know, but, definitely. And then he felt firsthand. Even now, Arod says good things about Jeter, you know. But I think it's Jeter. Yeah, I, mean, I would too. I mean, if I was Jeter, I'd still hold a bit of a grudge against Arod for that article. So, yeah, but you know, at one time, you know, at, at some point, you know, you got you can't be ninety years old and you're holding grudges with people, or one hundred and twenty, you're you're holding grudges with people who died like twenty years ago. Like you gotta gotta move on, you know, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And they, you know, they they played well together when you know when they were teammates here. Yeah. So they didn't they won a title together, so it didn't exactly. affect them too much. Exactly, and it, it it's kind of like. Be careful what you wish for. I mean, I'm pretty sure before that Sports Illustrated article, you know, Jeter would have loved to have had him as a teammate. And then, you know, this thing, obviously they were both playing the same positions at the same, at that point, you know, uh, at shortstop. And then, of course, you know, when Jeter, I mean, when A-Rod came over, you know, he switched to third. Um, and then, of course, they, they won that title. So, you know, that's that's the mindset you have to have, you know. Whether you're a star player, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta uh, blend in with uh, with a player that you know whatever team you go to, you gotta respect the the captain or the leader of that team and you know be one of the guys whether whether you're the best player or not you know whether you're the best player in the game or whatnot you gotta you gotta show that you're your your team first and you know there's no I in team so you gotta you gotta exemplify that and. Uh, uh, Sergio looks like he's gonna do that because, like he said in that in that uh his um the press conference he he did um that um you know he he wants to play with great pitchers and he definitely did he pitched with um with uh I'm trying to think with your boy Garrett Cole pitched with um I think I mean uh, Strasburg. I mean the list goes on and, and now he's gonna pitch with Degrom. So I mean, oh yeah, he pitched with Kershaw too. You know, last year. Um. So yeah, I mean, he, you know, great players want to play with great players. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, it'll turn into something big for the Mets, and then this thirty-five year drought 
So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, opening day is going to be April seventh, I think, for both teams. They're gonna they're gonna um, debut the Tom Seaver statue. Long overdue, and um, definitely looking forward to that. You going? No, nah, I'm not going, but uh, I'm definitely gonna, you know, depending on what time. Uh, well, I assume this would be day game, uh, a day game. I presume. I don't think it could be a night game, but I think it would, I assume it would be a day game. Let me see what this uh, schedule is quickly. But um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch the game or, or see the highlights depending depending on what time this um this game's in the air. Uh let's see. Pro seven. So right now it's uh four oh five. Four or five PM. So yeah, so for, yeah, they're gonna be against the national. Oh yeah, I, can, I could even go anywhere. It's in Washington. So um, wait, they they make they they're gonna unveil a Tom Seaver statue in Washington? <laughs> no, no, no. Then the the um the opening day would probably be uh, let's see what they oh the the next one opening day is gonna be the eleventh. Oh okay. So yeah. Oh, regular the regular open season opener season opener is going to be against the National April seventh in Washington. The Mets home opener is April eleventh. No, and no, that's wait, when no. They're going to oh, wait, 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 oh, wait. My bad, my bad, my bad. I'm I'm off again. Okay, I got it right this time. Action. Okay. So <laughs> Mets are going to hold. The Mets are going to, on the road against the Nationals and the Phillies. The Mets will have their their season opener against the D-backs on April 15th at 7 10 p.m. So for disregard everything I said up until this point. The and Mets, that's when they'll unveil the statue for Tom's Exactly. Year. April 15th, 7-10. Okay. 7-10 okay. starts. Got it. Got it. <laughs> there you go, folks. Okay. Live radio. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's something definitely something to look forward to this season. They're playing you know, against they... the D bags. <laughs> Sound like someone held a grudge from from two thousand and one. But uh, it's the April seventeenth, you said, right? April fifteenth. I'm I'm sure they'll probably be playing seventeen. I'm assuming it's gonna be a three game series. Yeah, April fifteenth to the seventeenth, and then they're gonna be hosting the Giants. Uh, you know, the following day. But um, yeah, with the the Mets hopefully keeping making moves, you know, like this Bassett move trade, you know, hopefully it'll be a magical year for the Mets. And then of course they're bringing back um, Old Timers Day, long overdue. First time they're doing this since '94, so looks like it could be a magical year for the Mets. So stay tuned. Um, shifting gears um, to to WWE, and um, the big news is uh, the the unfortunate freak accident um, with um, with Big E. 
you know, at last night's uh, Friday Night SmackDown, um, yeah, they were fighting uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland, and um, he suffered he suffered um, some major injuries. Big E, just a couple of weeks, uh, you know, away from WrestleMania. It's just messed up. He broke his neck. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. It's really sad. Um, well, it looks uh, from the stuff that I've seen in his interviews, it looks like he's recovering. So, mm-hmm. yeah, fortunately, like he... fortunately uh, well, he will be out for a while, but mm-hmm. he is uh, in uh, good spirits right now. It looks like. Yeah, he fractured his C1 and C6 vertebrae. Uh, but thank Jesus, his, his uh, spinal cords and ligaments are in damage, so he won't need surgery. So hopefully Biggie will get a, a, a speedy recovery. Um, yeah, it's just, just messed up, man. The guy was was the champion, WWE champion, just uh, what, a few months ago? And then, or maybe even a month? Oh, wait, let me do the math in my head. Um, yeah, I'd say two months ago. I think he lost on day one, New Year's Day, um, to Brock Lesnar, and then uh, Bobby Lashley um, beat up, beat Lesnar uh, at the Royal Rumble, and then this this last Elimination Chamber one, um, you know, Brock Lesnar won again, and now you know WWE is going to have the title versus title over Roman Reigns, you know, and um, yeah, Brock Lesnar, he wants to get revenge on Roman Reigns because at MSG they had an event last Saturday and uh, Roman Reigns, uh, the you know, the crap out of him, you know, made him bleed. So, um, yeah, the, they def- so they literally and figuratively have bad blood in this, this rivalry. Wow, I mean, yeah, this rivalry is getting intense. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they, they, they fought each other several times and this is not even the first WrestleMania they fought against each other. Yeah. This is like what the the second or third time they're facing each other at WrestleMania if I'm not mistaken. Is it really? Yeah, it would be like, like the second time. Because remember they, they they yeah, it's like the second or third. I can't remember. I, I would assume it's the second because oh uh, no wait. I think, I know the I think first I know the third. first time Roman Reigns beat him. No 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 remember first time Seth Rollins cashing the money in the bank on them. Remember, Seth Rollins. Seth, it was wait, wait, wait. Let me go back here. Seth wait. Rollins. Remember, Roman Reigns and Bobby Brock Lesnar were supposed to fight against each other. I think this was like WrestleMania. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, how many times Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns have, have fought at WrestleMania? Okay. This is the second time. Wouldn't this be the third time? Would it be? Uh, they fought. Because they fought two times already in WrestleMania. I, I think so because the first time was Roman Reigns versus Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, and then Seth Rollins cashed in his money in the bank and won. So okay. they it was a wash between the both of those guys. Okay. Um, then I think it was uh, Roman Reigns. I think that, yeah, I think Roman Reigns defeated Brock Lesnar because they had the they had the match they had the match to determine because the match was not only important because both of these guys you know obviously are at the top of their game. But the, the, at that time, they were the only, they, well, they, I think they still they still are. They're the only two men to defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. 
Okay. So at that time, they were hyping it up. Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar, and then Brock Lesnar went on a, another hiatus. Um, and then now they're they're facing each other again. So I know that I know the first one was WrestleMania 31, right? Yeah, that's when I think Seth Rollins Seth Rollins cashed in on them. Okay. Let me let me let me just let me look to see what year this. Wait, no, this, but that was a, that was a triple that was a triple threat. No, but remember, it wasn't supposed to be a triple threat. It was a one-on-one matchup, but then, what's his name, Seth Rollins cashed it in and turned it into a triple threat match. Oh, yeah, right, right. It wasn't originally, you know, on paper, it wasn't supposed to be a triple threat match. But, of course, you know, scripted it was, but we didn't know as, you know, as, you know, the fans. Right, right, Because Seth Rollins was, like, the smartest person in WWE history who had the money in the bank? You, I mean, realistically, you know, you know, you would cash it, you would cash it at, at um at WrestleMania. That right. that's the perfect, that's literally the perfect time to cash it in. You know. So nobody really won that first match. Yeah. And then the second time, Brock Lesnar defeated Roman Reigns for the Universal Title. Yeah, that sounds about right. I could have sworn Roman Reigns beat him um, before. Dang, Roman, didn't Roman Reigns beat... Oh, wait, you're saying Brock Lesnar beat him. Yeah, Brock, Brock Lesnar beat him at 34. Oh, Brock I, I, thought the, I, I thought it was the other way around. Yeah, for me, I thought it was Brock... Yeah, you know what? I think I think that's what we thought, and then they shocked us, and he, Brock Lesnar did win, and then they revealed he signed the contract extension. You know what? Yeah, you're right. I didn't. I, I I thought it was okay. Let me look at this thing. I think it, this one shows all of Brock Lesnar's WrestleMania matches. Let me see okay. this thing. Let's see. Uh... Maybe I'm thinking of Goldberg or something. Well, he's fought Goldberg. Um, I think two WrestleManias also. Because you yeah. know, Wrestle, he had fun at WrestleMania 20, and then they, they um, um, I think Brock Lesnar got his revenge. Right. Uh, let me uh, let me see. Let's see. Yeah, but oh yeah. Speaking of uh, um, you know, Undertaker. You know, again, congrats to him. Vince McMahon announced he's gonna, he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be the one that's gonna induct him. And then uh, also, uh, Vader, Vader is finally gonna get inducted to the Hall of Fame after he was begging them for so many years to to induct him. You know, because he really wanted to be alive to see it. And WWE, you know, they WWE played him, and then they waited until he, just like China, they waited until both of them died for them to, to you know, give them their their rightful place in uh, in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it, it does suck. Even Mick Foley said, "Long overdue." Yeah. I mean, like, come on, like the guys deserve it. The guy was deserving. The guy's big, basically begging and pleading. For you guys to put him in, you know, it meant so much to him. Like, like, just do it. Like, if the guy is deserving, then I mean, like, what's the point? And you know, the guy's in was in failing health. 
Like, I mean, come on. I mean, talking about your boy Jeter holding grudges, like, I mean, come on, Fetcher fan. Seriously. Like, should have made them get inducted already. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Lesnar... Lesnar versus Goldberg was was WrestleMania 33, and um, yeah, let me see who the heck. Yeah, Lesnar won that one. Like I like I mentioned, got his revenge from WrestleMania uh, 30. Oh wait, let me go back. Oh, where's this thing is acting up? Come on, hey, that stupid thing is acting. By the way, this is just a ran- uh, just a random question. Nia Jax is no longer the WWE. That is correct. Lesnar versus Roman Reigns was WrestleMania 34, which was in 2018. Um, and wait, Reigns, Reigns did win. Reigns did beat him? Yeah, Reigns did win. No, 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 wait, 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 no, wait, hold on one second, hold on one second, this, uh, this article I'm writing is, is doing, writing, is saying two controversial, contradictory, contradictory things, contradictory things, okay, anyway, so here's what they wrote, WWE pulled off a major surprise as Lesnar hits F5 for the fifth time in the match and pinned Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns finally won the championship at SummerSlam. Oh, okay, at SummerSlam. Okay, so they okay. I stand corrected. They were they were right. Okay, I get what they're saying now. So Brock Lesnar beat him at WrestleMania, and then Roman Reigns beat him at SummerSlam. Yes, and it okay. goes back to like what um, what we were saying also. So basically, um, we thought Roman Reigns was going to win that match, but then they made Lesnar they made Lesnar win. Because and then they announced that Lesnar um, signed the contract. Because if you remember at that time, uh, there was rumors that Lesnar was was um, you know he was gonna um, his contract ended with WWE, and that he was he wasn't gonna be in WWE. And then at that point, you know I was worried because the only reason why I was worried was because I wanted to see the Lesnar versus Lashley match. You know. So that's why yeah. I'm happy he, um, you know, he did resign with the, with the, um, you know, with the company. Um. So yeah, you you want to guess what Lesnar's record is at WrestleMania? Uh. Hmm. I'll give you a clue. Re- last, Lesnar. Well, how many won. matches? Tell me how many matches. Yeah, that's what I was about to tell you. I'm giving you a clue. He's won in ten WrestleMania matches. Um, I would say out of those ten, he is seven and three. That's a very good guess, but you are incorrect. You have one more guess. Eight and two. Wrong. The answer is five hundred. Five and five. Really? Wow. Yeah, I was shocked too. I'm. I was wow. shocked looking at this. Name those name those five wins and five losses. You got it. We'll, we shall do that in order. WrestleMania 19, Lesnar uh, against Angle, WWE title, won it. That was when he did the infamous uh, moonsault off the top rope. Okay. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? 
He lost to to Goldberg, first WrestleMania loss. Okay. Lost to Triple H. Uh, WrestleMania that was WrestleMania twenty nine. Then WrestleMania thirty, the streak ended with uh, you know him beating the Undertaker. He lost to Roman Reigns when Seth Rollins cashed in the Money in the Bank. Being, Wait, but being, he didn't. He didn't really lose to Roman Reigns, though. He lost to Seth Rollins. Uh, well, I mean, but then again, was it really a loss? Well, I guess. Lost, I mean, I guess you can yeah, count it, it because he lost the title. A, it is a loss. He didn't get the pin, but he lost. So right. Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins won, and I think Seth Rollins pinned uh, Roman Reigns, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that shouldn't count. It does. Should, it is. It does count because, because he, he never he never got pinned himself though. Well, it's a it's it's a it's a it's a what you call it? It's a multi-person match. You lose. Remember, you lose the title whether you're. Oh uh, yeah, pinned. yeah, but still, that's so that's really lose. dumb. But yeah, but he anyway. didn't get pinned, but it's still he still got the L. You All know. Right. Uh, Dean Ambrose. He beat Dean Ambrose. Beat Goldberg. Uh, to get his redemption at WrestleMania 33. Uh-huh. 34. Um, he won Beat Roman Reigns. Reigns, got his revenge there, so he got back to back revenge. Yeah. Uh, against both the you know back to back WrestleManias. Right. Kind of remind me of Rock Rock uh in WrestleMania eighteen and, and nineteen beating Hogan and and Stone Cold back to back years. And I'm gonna get to Stone Cold in a few seconds. Um, Seth Rollins. Uh, he lost to Seth Rollins WrestleMania thirty five, and then he lost to. Drew McIntyre WrestleMania 36, which was uh you know, and just before COVID. Well, actually, it was it was at the beginning, at the start of COVID, you know, in yep. the arena. Um, oh yeah, so um, yeah, so definitely got a heated rivalry. But um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't know if you heard, he answered uh. He answered um, Kevin Owens' challenge, and basically he said he's gonna he's gonna defend his um, his home state of, of uh, Texas. He's gonna oh, go really? to Rust. Repeat that. He's, no, I said, oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me see if I can get that that the actual quote that he said. But yeah, he's he's coming to he, he he's he's gonna come there whether it's a fight. Or you know, it's just the the um, you know the you know the Kevin Owens show. One thing you, you know you can you could be sure about is that he's gonna whoop uh, you know Kevin's Kevin Owens behind. You know, so that's definitely gonna be a thing, either segment or match. Because if he does come out of retirement, this would be his first match in 19 years when he yeah. lost to to The Rock. And you know what's the funny thing about it? Obviously. That was The Rock's first and only time The Rock beat him uh, Stone Cold at WrestleMania, you know. But that was the only match of the three that was clean. Because if you remember, WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania, you know, um, 15, you know, Vince McMahon interfered in that match, you know, but Stone Cold still won. WrestleMania... um, um, what was it? Seventeen. Vince McMahon shocked the world and uh, betrayed The Rock two WrestleManias in a row because 
WrestleMania 16, Vince betrayed The Rock at WrestleMania 2000. WrestleMania 17, he betrayed The Rock again, but this time sided with his arch-rival, Stone Cold Steve Austin, where Stone Cold turned heel yet again. And um, so then that was interference. Then, you know, skipping WrestleMania 18 with Rock and Hogan, WrestleMania 19 was the only match of the three that they there was no outside inside there was no outside interference. It was a clean match. You know? And it was a non title match. But yeah, this is gonna be a big match. If it does happen. Because it looks like it is gonna happen, but it's not official. It's official that he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna have a, a face he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be in the ring Kevin Owens. We just don't know if it's just a Kevin Owens show or is it going to be a match, a surprise match. We shall well, see. Might just be a show. Yeah, I mean, it most likely could be a show. I mean, they're really hyping it up. Um, but it could just be a show because I mean, guy hasn't wrestled in 19 years. You know. You know he had he has he had the. You know, other than the loss, you know, he had the storybook ending. I mean, he, I guess you could say he had a Rocky ending, a Rocky Balboa type of ending. You know, he, you know, he, um, you know, he, he lost in a, you know, he lost in his, his last appearance, you know, in his, you know, in a big appearance, you know, he, you know, he went one-on-one with his biggest rival and, you know, gave the Rock his, that elusive victory. And now he's going to um, battle against Kevin Owens, a guy who, you know, who, you know, um, you know, idolized him. You know, basically got his permission to use the stunner as his finishing move. So, you know, it's it's definitely going to be a interesting matchup between the you know the two men if it does happen. So, definitely something to, to look forward to. Yeah, we shall see. Mm-hmm. In the AEW, you got Jeff Hardy finally debuting uh, at um, you know this um this Wednesday night at um Rampage. I mean Dynamite, I should say. Um, yeah, man. Um, you know um the 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 Andrade and um Hardy family office. They turned their back on uh, Jeff Hardy, the company he founded. You know, private party turned their back on their mentor, their father figure in 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 AEW, and they they beat him up. And then Jeff Hardy, you know, pleasantly surprised the AEW fan base by coming out to his old school Hardy Boys WWE theme song, and. Um, he had a mean moment, you know, with him dancing, you know, dancing like he, you know, doing his trademark, you know, Hardy Boy, <laughs> Jeff Hardy <laughs> dance with the, you know, you know, you know what guys, you know what I'm talking about with the, with the finger, yeah. his finger gesture thing, and while his brother's getting beat up, <laughs> not his storyline brother, his real life brother getting beat up in the ring, and he's just doing the dance before he just. Can you imagine? <laughs> you, you, you see, you see your brother getting beat up, and then you're just dancing as as you run running towards towards the fight to help him. I know, man. That's crazy. 
like I guess it's hilarious. I think that would make the scenario worse is if if um, Matt Hardy was getting mugged and he was just dancing around in the middle of the street before he comes in to his aid. Like, oh, that's exactly what was <laughs> happening. I mean, well, yeah, you think about that, it. Well, yeah, his, he was getting robbed out of his own company. So I guess <laughs> in the sense that is what happened, you know. But yeah, that was that was just a, a crazy moment. And then, you know, he he went for the state for his brother and um, also. Um, Darby Allen was in the ring, and uh, and then of course Sting, a man who he fought many times at uh in um TNA, and then of course had that infamous Victory Road matchup, you know, but you know Jeff Hardy, you know he looks like, you know this this is in the past, you know his his um, you know his situation the his toxic situation with, with WWE is over, and now he has a new start. And uh, him and uh, Matt are in another company together, you know. So you know, I wish wish him the best, and uh, now we could have some, you know, dream matchups in AEW. Have the um, him them against the Young Bucks. I mean, I, I know they fought against each other um, before the Hardy Boys came back. Was it a few years ago? Before he um. Uh, before they officially signed with WWE, um, they'll also be able to feud with Red Dragon, formerly known as the um, Undisputed Era when they were in NXT. This new formed uh, tag team between Daniel Bryan and uh, William Re- uh, with uh, John Moxley and Bryan Danielson with William Regal also making his debut at the Revolution pay-per-view event. Um, yeah, the AEW man, they're they're going in the, the right direction. Yeah, they're going into the WCW direction. <laughs> Too much getting all of WWE's uh, leftovers. But <laughs> well, WWE, they've been making some dumb moves, releasing some of these guys. Again, I don't know how AEW's gonna manage to keep all these stars. Because this company doesn't mean they're not even making a profit. They're backed by a millionaire owner who's keeping billionaire billionaire owner who's keeping Tony Khan company alive. So let's see how long it lasts. Well, yeah, and then they got Ring of Honor, so that's also another thing. You know, thing that he uh, Khan has uh, invested his money into. So you know, we'll definitely um, we'll definitely see what what's gonna happen in the the near future. With, with with the company and yeah they got to turn a profit they got some stars you know you know you would think you know having CM Punk having De- Brian Danielson over there with uh I mean they even have Jay Lethal and they don't even use them like yeah, Miro you know yeah they, they they got some talent you know but they they just need to they definitely need to um take it to the next level I mean. Um, was Wardlow winning that uh, face of the face of the Revolution ladder match, making the number one contender for the the title? You know that's definitely in the you know in the right direction that the company needs to go with him uh, finally turning on um, MJF when uh, he helped um, MJF defeat. Um, well, actually, MJF lost to um, CM Punk. So I mean, 
I think the company, they're moving in the right direction. Um, one thing I, I don't think they move in the right direction was having Jericho turn heel and uh, basically attack, um, I'm trying to think the name of that, uh, the inner circle um, and form a new group with uh, with um, 2.0 and, uh, you know, basically attack uh, Eddie Kingston and their former brothers, um, Santana and Ortiz. And now Jericho formed a new faction called the Jericho um, Appreciation Society. So I guess we'll find out what, what's going to happen in the future. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, you know, this this coming uh, week, you know, in the in the WWE in, uh, in AEW, I should say. And then, last but not least, you got Booker Boba. Um, yeah, man, it's just can you destri- describe Booker Boba? Um, I would say it was a good it was a good series, but it um it left it left much to be desired because literally the best episodes that it had the 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 Mandalorian was it was barely on it. You know, yeah, episode five was basically, you know, you know, the Mandalorian show. And then afterwards, seasons, the episode six is, you know, you know, you see, you know, Luke, you know, Luke, you know, training Rogo and uh, him interacting with Ahsoka for the first time ever. So, I mean, those were two magical episodes. Episode one and two was good. Episode three had some good elements with, uh, and of course, yeah, this is, this is spoilers, folks. So, um, again, if you haven't seen the episode, like I always say, you know, this is the time when, you know, you can watch, rewatch this episode again and, and, you know, um, uh, you know, see what, see what our thoughts are. Um, yeah. Episode three had some good elements, you know, the the shocker was of course um and again this is spoilers so again you know we're getting into it you know three two one zero um was of course the 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 Sam people uh the Tuscan readers you know getting slaughtered um you know that was a you know a shocking scene from you know that episode you know seeing Boba Fett dealing with the effects of um being trapped in the select creature, you know, since the return of the Jedi. And, um, yeah, then you had um, episode four was um, basically showing the aftermath of him getting his revenge on the, the bike, the speeder bike game. And uh, then you had five and six. And then seven was was the most disappointing episode of them all because it was like you're expecting to have a, uh, a Mandalorian season two season finale. Well, actually, even season one's uh, season finale was great also. So you're expecting that a Mandalorian type of season finale or even Cobra Kai, you know, type of season finale. And, you know, it just, it was just a big dud, to be honest with you. If I was looking at it objectively, I'd say it was a seven, but... I mean, this is Star Wars, man. I mean, before Disney Star Wars occurred, it was impossible to, to, to you know, you know, 
to fail at Star Wars. You know what I mean? Attack of the Clones, to me, was the worst Star Wars film during the George Lucas era. But when you watch Attack of the Clones, it wasn't a bad film to me. I know a lot of people feel feel like Phantom Menace was a bad movie, but um, I strongly disagree. You know, you had the pie racing scenes. You had, you know, the two best characters, new characters from that film, you know, it, you know, unfortunately end up dying in Maul and Quakon, you know. So I, I thought uh, episode one was definitely a, a world-building film, you know. Um, but, yeah, episode seven, man, it was it was a big, it was a huge letdown for me, you know. Um, Luke didn't even show up. He he let Grogu flying the the X wing by himself, and then they they just made you know they had the the the, the droids attacking the city, and everybody's just moving out of the way like you know like it's a a comedic cartoon like no one was getting no one was in jeopardy even the Mando and Boba Fett they were sh- got shot up a million times but the best car was so strong so it was like there was no um there was no danger, you know? So, you know, to me, it was just, um, it's a huge letdown, man. Well, I mean, I, I did like the Cad Bane fight scene. Um, you know, um, of course, episode six was the debut of Cad Bane. He, he was the villain from the, the, um, the Clone Wars, um, series, um, if you if you watch the Clone Wars, um, so it was good to see him in, in live action for the first time. And uh, but yeah, the I, I guess the fights, the fight, the big fight could have been better. Um, I mean, there there are some rumors that he might still be alive. Uh, but all in all, what's your thought, Mac, on what happened? This whole, the the book of Boba. I thought it was a. Decent series. I mean, it um, mm-hmm. it was average at best. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think the writers just they ran out of ideas, you know, for <laughs> the show um, because after a while, you know, it became less about Boba <laughs> and more about Mandalorian and mm-hmm. Fennec Shand. You know, oh, I yeah. actually think Fennec uh, overshadowed Boba in, this, Boba in this series. Thank you. I forgot to mention that. That I totally forgot to mention that. Yeah, she. This was really her show. I mean, she was she was great in the show, but yeah. like, that's what this is what Disney has been doing lately. You know, it's like they give you like like look at Loki. You think the show's about Loki, but no, it's about the Loki variant. Yeah. You watch um, uh, Force Awakens. You think it's about Finn, but no, it's about Rey. You watch Solo. It's not really about Solo. It's about Kira. You watch um, Hawkeye. It's not really about Hawkeye. It's about the um, the, the the girl who 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 she who he's training. So it's like Disney man. You know, you know it's it's good. You you know you want to you know have female lead roles, but you should at least make be intentional about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't bait and switch people into thinking they're watching one thing and not do another. You know what I mean? Like, just give the woman the top billing. Don't don't just say, oh. And and that's what people are thinking about the Obi-Wan series. The Obi-Wan series looks like it's going to be phenomenal. You know? 
the series you would think it would be about Obi-Wan and Anakin, but some people are thinking it's going to be about, um, have you seen the, the video anyway, the, the, the trailer? I have not. I have oh, you not have yet. not. So they think, so yeah, they think it might be actually more so about the Inquisitor. Um, I forgot her name. Uh, let me see if I can find her name. Yeah, basically she's an Inquisitor, a black woman an Inquisitor. And basically Inquisitors are former Jedis who, who um, turn to the dark side. They're basically like Padawans, but on, on the, you know, the Sith side. You know, they're apprentices, but they're not really apprentices. They're below the apprentice because they're they're just used as foot soldiers, if you want to think of it in that way, because they never get to the they never get to the role of a Sith apprentice. So since they can't be a Sith apprentice, they can never be a Sith master. So it's like, you know, they're just puppets, you know, used to hunt down their former Jedi, you know, brothers and sisters. So basically, this um, this black lady, she's not even she's not even uh, referred to as because the 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 the, um, the inquisitors they usually are known as like fifth brother, second sister. They're always like brothers and sisters. They have like a number attached to them, but she she doesn't have to our knowledge. We don't know what her number is. You know what I mean? If she's the third sister or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people think she might be the the main character within Obi Wan, if that makes sense, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you know, it, it's gonna be interesting. You got a new Inquisitor, she's hunting him down. Um, you know, this is ten years before um Empire and um well I should say before A New Hope. And it's ten years after uh Revenge of the Sith, episode three. So, yeah, it's a, it hasn't really been explored that much, especially 10 years before. So I guess it would be around the time of Solo a bit, I'd say. Cause I think Solo would took place like maybe eight years before that. So, you know, you got a lot of interesting stories. You got Hayden, Christian, Hayden Christensen's back. You got, of course, you Ewan McGregor's back as well. Uh, there's rumors that Jimmy Smith's going to reprise as well as Bail Organa. Um the guy who played uh, Lars and Brew in, in episode three, they're reprising their roles. Um, and who knows, maybe even Darth Maul, you know, man, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Maybe hopefully finally we might get a Darth Maul versus Vader um, battle. But the rumors right now, well, Kathleen Kennedy said that, you know, hinted that, you know, we might see the, the biggest rematch of the century. But so, so it looks like we're gonna see we're gonna see Darth Vader and and uh, Obi Wan battle each other ten years before their um their scene in Episode Four. You know, so and then of course, um, what twenty years? Well, actually, it would be ten years after Episode Three and ten years before Episode um, Four. You know, so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, um, it looks like a very interesting series. Uh, let's 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 hope uh, it lives up to the hype because to me, this is the biggest, most anticipated Disney Star Wars um, show. You know, can't mess this up, Disney. So we'll see what happens.
It's coming out May May twenty fifth. So definitely I'm definitely gonna review that for sure. So um yeah, hopefully next uh, you know, we'll review the Batman because me and you saw it yesterday. Um um so yeah, I guess that's that's about wraps up the show, man. Anything you'd like to say before, you know, we head out of here? Uh no, uh, just uh, check out my uh, show IMAC. Check your local listings for that coming up here shortly. And come back here, check out Sports of a Legend every Saturdays at 11, only on Block Talk Radio. All right, thank you, Mac. Um, you know, um, check out your show, iMac. And uh, check out my YouTube channel, Sports of a Legend TV. And also check out uh, the next episode of Sports of a Legend uh, coming, hopefully, that willing, next week. Same time, Saturday at 11, only on Block Talk Radio. He's more calling Matthew. I'm Wayne Mamo, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace.